welcome back to Hitchcock Chronologically, the show where I, Jeff, go through every single one of Alfred Hitchcock's movies in chronological order. And I've been doing it for what? What is this? 50? This is the 50th episode of this podcast. Congratulations. 50 dang. Well, thank you, Elliot. Elliot's here. You knew that because you listened last week, as you should. He's from uh, Tess and Elliot Argue in the Gaming Nexus show. Welcome yeah. back. Thank you. Well, so uh, here's the thing. You've been playing Hitchcock Roulette, you're, and eventually you're going to lose. You're absolutely right, and I definitely lost this week. Yeah, you Pretty did. Pretty hardcore. This is a bad one, folks. This, and You're kind of a troll. Hey, Ellie, come on and watch this two-hour and 20-minute movie with me, and then we'll talk about it. All I said was, I don't have anybody to watch Topaz with me. Yeah. Uh, and you said, oh, I'll do it. I'm going for anything. Thanks. Yeah, I did say that. Don't blame I, me. I even use that stupid accent too. I think you, it's not an accent. It's I don't no. know what it is. Anyway, but um, yeah, you could have looked online and said, "No, oh, look at this. It's got a sixty-something percent on Rotten Tomatoes." Oh, look, there's no one of note in this film. Yeah, that was the thing that I think surprised me the most was for a movie so late in his career, how there's absolutely nobody of, of right. note at all, which is and kind I, of weird, right? Well, it got, I think it kind of goes back to what you said in the last episode where there's so many German actors, and I think there are a lot of actors of from various parts of the different nations and whatever. The only person I recognize in this is John Forsyth, who was in The Trouble with Harry. He was kind of the head guy that was working with the French dude. I can't even... They're all vanilla. How do you explain which character was which in this? Okay, here's the other problem I had. Do you remember anyone's name at all? I do Dubois. not remember any... Uh, yeah, that that's the only... And it. that's the main guy, right? Right, and that's yeah, it. Yeah, that's the only person's name I remember. Everybody to me is based on looks. Like, that's how I remembered anybody. Because so much happens in every, like, dialogue scene... Yes, and I, and I say every dialogue scene because there's a lot of not dialogue this, scenes. It just goes on and on. And then, like, there's so many characters that come and go and just Yeah, but play, like, up. central roles, too. Yeah. And then they... you're I, uh, It's a lot. It is. This is a lot of film. This is a heavy yes. movie. And That's not a in a good way. It. It, it's There's a lot to this. This is a lot of film. I'm going to put that in the notes. <laughs> yeah. This, it's just like, I, it's weird. It's from 1966, and uh, it, it stars um, Frederick Stafford, who I've never heard of, uh, as our main character. And boy, uh, he's terrible. I I can't believe <laughs> yeah, that that's this is a way. lead. In a Hitchcock movie from the 60s. It's weird. It, I don't understand. He's awful. He's dry. And he doesn't have nothing. He doesn't. He sucks. And, this and movie is incredibly point, bad. I'm like, wow, he's such a jerk for like cheating on his wife. But then like, I don't feel bad for the wife because she's also kind of like a dirtbag. Yeah. And also kind no of one... terrible. And yeah. also cheating on her husband. Uh, like, yeah, so who cares at that point? Yeah. If they're both mutually cheating, they should just have an open relationship or at least get divorced. Yeah. But I I, uh, I don't even know where to start. Because I can't. The, the first scene, the first handful of scenes, the the escaping, 
I was like, this is our movie? Okay. The main dude who's escaping with his wife and daughter, he doesn't look conventional for a Hitchcock movie, but I'm down with it. It's fine. Yeah, and he's actually one of the better characters. I, I completely agree. Barely in the movie. He's this Russian spy who's defecting to the U.S., and he is an asshole in <laughs> the best kind yeah. of way. He's like, that was very messy. What? Your extraction. We would have not done it that way. I loved him. Like, not uh, yeah, I, Okay. I, he was... <laughs> I was shocked how quickly they got him out of Russia. Yeah, think of like if you're at a buffet and everything there is just rotten and molding and then you just find one thing at General Sal's chicken that just, it ain't great, but at least you're not going to get sick eating it. That's this guy. Yeah. Because even I, his I, daughter was kind of a handful. I'm stunned. <laughs> like the bat like okay i have two episodes the trouble with harry and juno and the paycock that are 13 minutes long or less and i'm so tempted to do that like, this, this week well because like <laughs> where do you even go from here so this this russian dude defects then he's sitting in a room in uh washington with a bunch of like washington cia spies and he's giving them information Right about oh uh, nukes uh, at Cuba, right? Yeah, because this is pre-Cuban Missile Crisis. It like right. leads this, I mean, up this to is, the Cuban yeah. Missile Crisis. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. if you know history, the Bay of Pigs has already happened, and the Bay of Pigs is sort of the catalyst that leads to the Cuban Missile Crisis. So, it's a very narrow window of time that this is taking place, and and somehow Hitchcock made the Cuban Missile Crisis boring. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, <laughs> oh my gosh! So, I don't. I there's there's scenes that take place, and this is something that's very stupid. Where two characters, are, so there's a point where Dubois, our main character, is going to find some other spy that does some other thing to get some kind of information. Dude, that is the worst part. They like every the American spy hires the French spy. The French spy hires some florist who happens to be a spy. Yeah, he's also a spy. And right? It's one like... guy works for the French, then you have the Americans, and then you have the Russians or the Germans. I Germans and Russians are kind of blended yeah. at this point in history, but you kind of. So he gets the florist guy and. They have they need proof, right? Because the problem is, my understanding was the problem was the Russian dude saying, "Hey, Cuba has nuclear weapons on Cuba," and the U.S. is like, "We need physical proof of this. We don't trust you, even though right. the whole point of you coming here was for you to tell us this stuff." And let's be frank, he's not trustworthy. No, right? Uh, so I get that, and especially if something like nuclear weapons, if we're gonna threaten a reta retaliation, you want to make sure you're in the the right. So then they hire the French guy because the U.S. can't be involved with it for whatever reason. Yeah, I don't know. For, and then to make the to, plot move forward. Yeah, to get pictures, right? Because they're just taking pictures of like... So, But here's what's <sighs> annoying, and this happens more than once. Like, if you're bad at writing dialogue, there's a really easy solution. Don't film any. Just film two people talking Across in another room. Yeah. And this happens multiple times in the movie where 
I, I, I think the intention that we're supposed to assume is that they're going over important plot details that should be secret. But there's never any revelation about what was said in those moments. Yeah, that it, would indicate also, why it would be a secret. It's also very straightforward, right? Like yes. when the the spy of the spy of the spy goes to try to talk to the guy. He's like, you don't see any of this dialogue, but like, you get the hint that he's like, okay, just come up in five minutes. Yeah, like that's, and that's, that's all, all there it is comes to down it. To, okay, so they uh, like the florist and Dubois are in this room, just them two, and you don't hear anything because the camera is outside filming through glass, and they're talking, and basically all it results to is what we've already been told: we're gonna go get camera and take a picture, and so they go to like the headquarters of this Cuban guy and they're going to steal a case and take some pictures. And there's a guy and this happens pretty much immediately after our scene where they're talking, but we're not hearing anything. And the florist goes in and meets a guy on an elevator and they have a conversation that goes inside the building, outside the building, back into the building, back outside of the building. And you don't hear one word. It's too much. And it's all it comes down to is we need your help getting into the building. This is the conversation that's too secretive for us to hear. And also, we're like maybe a half hour into it at this point, and it's God. nothing has happened. Like you're, you're anything. There's these long scenes of no dialogue, and then it's followed by like two or three scenes of like intense dialogue. That just like it's all exposition, exposition, and it's exposition. delivered so poorly. And, well, and oh, then, the yeah. acting is terrible too. It's horrible. It's it's, it's like if I acted, like right, like turn, no, give yourself tilt your credit. head, hand the paper over. No, it's give terrible. Your, you would at least overact, like you would at least right. overcompensate, right? Like that. That's what gets me is there's nothing here. It's just. Uh, do I, I have to go to here and get these from this guy? Oh, okay, you should do that. It, it, and maybe it's very realistic uh, that that's how people talk. If you were watching people talk, it'd be pretty boring. But you're making a movie here. Yeah, and, and you've made is... 49 feature-length films, 41 or 50 feature-length films because of the lost one. And you'd think you'd have this down by now. Yeah, this was... Yeah, I just there's uh, we I keep complaining because it's just like it's nothing. a boring movie and and I've said on another podcast with you I asked you the question what's the worst thing a movie can be? Yeah, it's, it's boring. Nothing. Yeah, like I can tolerate a bad movie, um, even enjoy a bad movie. Yeah, this I is, cannot. Tolerate did you watch this all in one sitting? Hell no, no. I, I did like thirty minutes. I went out with my family. I came back. I watched like another hour, and then I was like, "Oh God!" <laughs> so I stopped that. I played some Spelunky two, and then bounced back. And oh God, that's great! I started watching it um, in my living room with Tessa on the couch. She fell asleep because that's what she does. She sleeps all well, weekend. and this will lull her to sleep as well. Well, she didn't even try. She was already just like, "I'm sitting on my phone, and then I'm going to pass out." So she fell asleep. Uh, about 45 minutes in, my dog needed to go out. So I took the dog for like a 20-minute walk. Instead of just like taking him out to go to the bathroom, I was like, let's just do a lap real quick because like I need to clear my head. This is terrible. Came back. Wife is still asleep. I started watching again. Uh, and then I got a text. And I was like, oh, I'll do this. I did that for like another 30, 45 minutes. 
then started again. My wife took like a four hour nap and she woke up at the very, like the last scene. And she's like, how long is this movie? And I was like, no, 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 no. Like this two and a half hour film took me four and a half hours to watch. I don't blame you. And and it's feel, you feel every minute of it. Yeah. And it's crazy because they like, they go to so many locations, right? They're in Russia. Then they're in Washington, DC. Then they're in New York city. And then they go to Cuba, and then they go back to the United States, and then they go to France, right? Like, there's so much hopping back and forth, yeah. but, like, it... And it's oh. not interesting, and there's, like, people, like, so there's a couple of spies that are on a hill taking pictures of these Cubans, and they get caught, and they get arrested, and you do not care... Because they were not in the movie. No, they were. They had one this, scene right beforehand where right. they were putting the camera in the picnic pass. Oh yeah. Oh, then, okay. Let's slow down because there's a lot of unintentional humor. Yes. Despite like, so you're kind of like thinking if James Bond didn't have a budget, that's what this is because they have a camera that they need to hide, and these geniuses hide it in a sandwich. Well, they hollow out the bread first off. Right. Oh, okay. okay. And, and then they put a single slice of ham over the camera. The guy shows it off like, huh? Eh? Yeah. I did it's... it. I put it in the sandwich. They'll not it's... look inside the sandwich. It's so uh? bad. Uh, well, then they, then they put it in, and then the lady puts a real sandwich on top. They're like, yeah, don't yeah, let them eat now. the sandwich. Oh, that's what you call two-factor authentication <laughs> from the 60s. Now, so bad. they have this camera that they've now used a sandwich i are cameras illegal in east germany at this time well maybe. they're in cuba right because they're oh, taking cuba. pictures so okay so maybe so yeah maybe they mixed are up. we did it, it, after watching this it was so bad i had to watch another movie right away and i watched top secret the one i recommended to you oh okay it's so much better <laughs> um and that's why east germany's on the brain but so they they get caught and arrested, but then they've planned to have someone else come and pick up the camera from actually a somewhat clever hiding spot. There's like yeah, a that's too. pole and it's in there and they get it. And then they rehide it again inside of a turkey. Oh, is that what happens? Yeah, because she turkey? goes, there's like another handoff. And this is again, like, I don't know why these scenes are here. Uh, what did they take a picture of anyway? And what they were does taking it pictures to- of the uh, rockets to show that they like they actually had. Um... Oh, OK, I didn't catch that. I That's just what. That- yeah, because yeah. they wanted physical. Pr- the United States wanted physical proof of it other than just the one dude's word that that's what they were doing. Yeah. And, and that's um, why the French guy was there, because the U.S. can't do that. They can't just go to Cuba. So they sent the French guy who was having an affair with like some state governor woman thing. Yeah. And it was her minions that were caught. And she's, yeah, and she's defecting. Well, not defecting. She is uh, Pro, for the U.S. Or, yeah, I don't, she's but anti she isn't, Fidel, though. She's, right? cause she well, she's going to play the part. Yeah, She'll never leave this, Cuba. Yeah, yeah. Right. She wants and the people to be so in or something. I don't know. He has Freedom. this, and I don't care about their relationship either. And I no. don't care. And there's another, and I wish I had, I remember, like, when she gets killed. Okay, so they're dating. And then there's this redheaded Cuban, which, <laughs> listen, I don't know. 
I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Uh, but but the, his hair is definitely dyed in this because okay. it's so. And his beard look, is too. I'm a ginger, right? I was a right. very ginger child, and I never have seen anybody with ginger hair that looked like that. That's, it's that's, it does not look good. No, it does not look like that. But he recognizes Dubois as someone who was just in America in New York City the week before, and right. he had just said that. Uh no, I how was New York? He had pretended he'd not been right, and so Something this gets like him that. in trouble, and so. All of this ends up with them finding out that. So the two people who took the photo, they get tortured. They get tortured and they reveal that they were hired by By the the governess. Yeah. Who is the woman that uh, keep up with us here that Dubois is dating. So she gets killed. And this scene is so unintentionally funny. Yeah, there's the guy that's there and, and don't watch the movie and don't bother even trying to see this. But he just it it's supposed to be this tragic scene. But that guy's hilarious. The, oh, the guy's it, on the phone. <laughs> oh, what? And he's yelling at someone as someone else is dead. And I don't know. It just because at that point, the French guy has the the film, the microfilm in his typewriter. Yeah. And he's yeah, getting ready to board the plane back to the United States, and they stop him to try to find the film. They couldn't find it, so they let him go. So he doesn't even know that like his mistress is like being uh, attacked and murdered, right? Like he has no idea of what's happening. They don't ever tell him, do they? No, he has no idea that it's happening. <laughs> because remember, he at the end is like, "Hey, you should come to America." She's like, "No, this Cuba is my home." Yeah, I didn't even realize that. And then he just gets on the plane and like he never like bats another eye about it. Yeah, and he has the microfilm in that book she gave him. Yeah. And it doesn't and matter. The one yeah. there's one shot where she gets killed that's actually pretty good. She's wearing this purple dress and as she falls, it spreads out on the floor. That's the only positive I can come up with right now. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> this is so, gonna be a short episode, folks. I just yeah. I can't. There's not there's nothing here. Well, so like, it's but there's like three parts to this film. The first part is before the Cuba stuff, the at Cuba stuff, and then the after Cuba stuff, because we haven't even gotten to the whole point of Topaz yet. Oh, yeah, what is Topaz? I watched the movie. I don't even know. Topaz is a group of spies, I guess, for the French that are pro-Russian, because the French (laughs) want the French want to stay out of it, but like the subset of French spies want that you really paid attention. Well, because, because I was just like I, I was trying to focus because I wa- I wanted something out of this because it's just so nothing. I, uh, this is my podcast, and and when this sort of movie comes around, you're allowed to just turn your brain because I like I have no idea what happened in this movie because if they at least have one, if our lead is charismatic at least, maybe you can salvage something. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, so if you recall, I, I had finished watching and I texted, I sent you a text. I was like, oh, have you caught this yet? Have you watched it? And you're like, oh, I'm only 30 minutes in and I'm not liking it. And I was like, oh, cool. Only like five more hours to go. Yeah. And you weren't joking because that, it took me a while. Oh, me, I'm the same way. Yesterday was uh, my wife's birthday. So we uh, went out, you know, and I had started the movie and it was absolutely terrible and the thing is is i the movie watching is 
sometimes some of my favorite parts. The the excitement of starting the next movie to me, I really like. Yeah. Especially uh, if you haven't seen it, right? Yeah, and I've definitely and I've not seen any of these here in December. Um and this just does not bode well. And I don't think that Frenzy is going to be worse than this in Torn Curtain, or not Torn Curtain, so, but Family Plot. So I am hopeful that they are going to get better, but this is bad. Here's what I did. I watched this, and when I got to something that confused me, I literally paused the movie, and I went to the Wikipedia page. And here's what I did for the second like hour and a half of the movie. I would read up to where I was at in the movie, and when I got to something I didn't, I hadn't seen yet, I stopped reading it and started watching the movie again. That's the only way I understood what was happening was I would stop, go read what the Wikipedia was saying, and then continue. Yeah, that's what exactly how I did. And so what I ended up doing was like spoiling the next couple of movies for myself because I was like, I'm done with this. This is it, and I don't know if I'm going to want to watch like the next couple of Hitchcocks. So I read the Wikipedia stories, the entries for them, and I was like, oh, okay. And they're, yeah, they're very really different. I'm really looking forward from, to Frenzy. Frenzy I, has been on my personal list forever, and I'm I just excited, never got around to it. I'm excited to hear what your thoughts are on that because of, like, after reading about it without saying anything, yeah. I'm excited to hear what you think of it because it yeah. sounds like a very different Hitchcock movie from all of them before. And, and uh, usually when he tries to do that, it doesn't result in anything great. Uh, well, that's not true. Waltz's from Vienna is good, and then he did The Wrong Man, which was fine. I mean, but notice how we don't want to talk about the movie. This yeah. movie is... Okay, now you had... We're going to jump to the end, because I don't know what happened. I can't remember. So he goes back to France because he gets recalled. <laughs> the French say, hey, you got to come back. Yeah. So he goes back, and he's a little worried that the French are going to like murder him or something. And so he calls his friends in, who are also spies, and he's like, hey, help me get through this. And then that's where the whole Topaz stuff kind of comes into play, where he's like, have you heard of Topaz? Have you heard of Topaz? And they're like, no. But like secretly, his friend, who's having an affair with his wife, the main character's wife, is actually the head of Topaz. And you don't know that. He's like pro-Russia. Yeah. So some other stuff happens, and then they discover that he's Topaz. And he knows, they know, everyone knows that he's like Topaz. And so he boards a plane to go to Russia, and that's how the film ends. They the the main it character gets on ends. a plane to go to America with his wife. The it's, bad guy so gets on a plane. You've done this whole movie, and you haven't solved anything. I mean, I guess the Americans no. now know for sure, but like that's never mentioned, right? He comes back. He they don't even talk about the pictures right. that he. And the was only taking. reason I know. This is because it's based on history. History, because I know history a little bit. Yeah, it, right. It's insane. And, uh, yeah, uh, 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 yeah. This is this is awful. This is awful. And I, uh, you know how I know Hitchcock knew this was bad. He how? he filmed three different endings to this movie. There's three separate endings That's that amazing. were they're filmed. The first one was filmed when he wasn't even there. Right, he had to go back to America for some emergency or something, and so like the second in command filmed an ending, where yeah. the bad guy and the main character fight at like a football stadium or something. A oh, soccer that stadium. would have been awful, because uh, the fighting in these old movies is just terrible. And so the problem with that was it got terrible, like not reviews, but like the screenings were terrible. They're like, this movie's too long. It yeah. probably tacked on another fifteen minutes. 
Oh, Lord. Can you imagine? And then so they filmed another one where the guy discovered everyone finds out he's the bad guy. And so he kills himself and you don't see him kill himself. You see, like you hear the gunshot and that's yeah. like, right. And then the There's other a one, lot of movies. There's a lot of Hitchcock movies that in that way. Uh, spoiler alert for Spellbound and uh, Jamaica Inn. I mean, the bad guy just gives up. Yeah. And then we get this one where he just gets on a plane and goes to. Russia. I think this is the better of the three. I probably I kind of like that they couldn't stop him. And it the problem is is that nothing else around the movie is good. Yeah. So this is awful. It's this is terrible. Um I I've watched silent movies some of which are miles better and then even some of the bad ones I would gladly sit through again as opposed to watch this. Yeah, this I'll never watch this again. It's truly one of his worst films that I've seen. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not sorry. No, because I've <laughs> seen it. one person has to go through this with me. I mean, Mark yeah, watched it's... Easy Virtue, and that was pretty bad. But um, just, I, yeah, I can't this believe is... this is this late in his catalog. It's crazy. I mean, he's got, like, what, two movies after this? Yeah, you got Frenzy and um, yeah. uh, Family Plot, and then you're done. And I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't How understand. How sick was he at this point? Do you know? He might. Have, I wonder if he was pretty sick because he. I don't know much about like his health. Kind of took a really weird turn, from what I understand. Well, and he's always been a fat guy like me. Yeah, you know, and so, um, I'm not certain, and I don't think his health had anything to do with this being terrible. Um, yeah, because I suspect the next two movies are going to be better at the very least. Because this is just I. I don't. It, Okay, and here's the other thing. At this point in his career, he's releasing a movie every couple years, right? It's not right. like um, back in the, the 30s and 40s where he would do two movies a year. Yeah, I, and I people mean, are looking forward to this stuff. Right? Yeah, he's you know in a I mean? tour like, at this point. He He's at a stab, like, anytime the new Christopher Nolan comes out, good or bad, people are like, woohoo, Christopher Nolan. I, exactly and that's how kind I of what this is, right? It, what right. he is. And uh, I mean, because uh, Torn Curtain was 66. Uh, this was three years later in 69. Did I say this came out in 66? I was wrong. 69. So we get into the 70s next. And that's crazy. This guy started in 20. Uh, let's see. Pleasure Garden was 25. 1925 wow. to 70. That's crazy. Six is about. his final film. That's an insane amount of movies to make to be this bad still. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, I, I just, I I thought for sure when I hit this time. Yeah, they I all be, be bangers, right? Yeah, I'm like, there's no way because he's done Psycho. He's done North by Northwest. Yeah, do you feel like, like when you, listening to the opening theme of your podcast, I'm always, it's very like psycho Yeah, right? It's totally based around one movie, right? Right, isn't it crazy? Do you find it crazy how like, do you think he was just like he lucked into that? Um, yes, and I think that it was more he knew who to hire. Okay. I think uh, Joseph Stefano, who wrote the screenplay for Psycho, deserves a lot of credit. I think the guy who did the music, Herman's, I can't remember, deserves a lot of credit. I think Anthony Perkins, which he cho- which actually he didn't choose, Joseph Stefano said to do that. Um, 
and so I think he had the right people around him for hmm. those successes. And North by Northwest is near perfect. And I, I, yeah, I agree. I, I, I he's definitely got more misses than hits. I, I yeah, it's I crazy. don't. But he's also like a, credited with the. I mean, like they they say Vertigo is the best movie ever. No, it's right? not. It's I, not the best of his movies, which is crazy. But it's like right, isn't it like considered like the best right now? Something like that. I I think uh, Eric had mentioned that before um, on that episode, and it's just it, it's not. Yeah, it's and it's weird. It's weird for sure. I think so. I was listening to a podcast about Hitchcock because he has a troubled past, right? And he's not the nicest person in the world. And they were dogging his movies. I'm like, okay, maybe he's. And this is before I started this show. I said, <laughs> okay, maybe he's not the nicest guy in the world. Maybe he's a jerk and he's a sexist and all this, but I've seen some of his movies and they're pretty good. Let's not dog the movie just because he's a bad. No, dog. Yeah, I mean, yeah. unless it's called North by Northwest and Psycho and there's a handful of other ones, Notorious, you know, that are out there that are still good movies. Yeah, he's I don't think he's this. I don't know why he's as big as he is other than maybe he just innovated and had the right right place, right time. I, yeah. I mean, it's it's yeah, it's kind of interesting to see because I, I thought that, too. I wonder, too, like his Alfred Hitchcock presents is like considered pretty well liked. Yeah, I've seen and there's a episodes lot of that, of that I, I like, but mo- a lot of that is not directed by him. Right. Yeah. He it's just kind of like, a oh, his name's on it. Right. Yeah. He directs uh roughly like 20 something episodes and there's okay. over 300 or more. Right. So, um, yeah, that's what Eric was like. You need to do that next. No. <laughs> there are way too many episodes. If I did, it would just be the ones he directs, but I'm not going to. Um, I mean, I don't know what else to say. Please, I, I don't either. Please, this is what this is how I felt after Vertigo. Even, but worse. Please let Frenzy be better. Please let Frenzy be. It can't be worse. Yeah, Bruce Stern is in that, right? Yes. Yeah, and this is a. This is just a flat. You know, in Minecraft. If you create an ultra flat world with just sand, that's what this movie is. Just oh, walking around, and there's it, nothing around. There's you. just like nothing happens, but a lot happens at this. It's crazy. It's crazy. I, how I don't want to no, talk about this. There's I nothing. can't believe this yeah. movie broke me. If I weren't so close to the end, I might quit. <laughs> I might quit the podcast. God. All right, so next week it's Frenzy. It's 1972, baby. We're in the 70s. There's no way possible that it can be bad, right, Elliot? It can't be worse. It cannot That's be worse. For certain, it cannot be worse. Um, and it's about a serial killer, I think, or someone who might be. I don't know. Last time we did that, it was called The Lodge, and it was the second movie you ever did. Uh, well, Elliot, tell people where they can find you. This is your last appearance on Hitchcock. Yeah, uh, yeah. And even if I had more movies to come, I'm pretty sure you would just opt oh, out. Anyway. I would <laughs> definitely look on. I I would definitely go to Rotten Tomatoes beforehand to see what the rating is before accepting another. But this one is in the '60s. It's cra- it's not yeah. even that bad. Like that's uh, yeah. It's weird. This is it's weird. Uh, so anyway, yeah. Um. You can find me at Tessa and Elliot Argue. It's a podcast I do with my wife every week where 
Uh, we talk about funny, weird news, bizarre news headlines that we find and share them with each other and then kind of talk about our crazy, weird relationship that we have. It's very open and uh, we like don't hold back. It's probably should a little bit, but we don't. Anyway, uh, the Gaming Nexus show, which is kind of like uh, This American Life, but for video games. It's kind of like what I was going for with that. So mm-hmm. uh, I kind of like it. I'm kind of proud of that. It's, it's a little different. I put in more work to that than I have for other things. Uh, and then, I, of course, I write about video games at GamingNexus.com. Uh, I'm on Twitter, Elliot underscore argues. So that's basically uh, about it for me. So I just want to say, Jeff, thanks for having me on. Okay. I know I say it all the time, but like this is a been a fun, cool year long like podcast to listen to, and I'm kind of like getting ready to not have to listen to it every like Wednesday. Oh, when it comes up. <laughs> I'm getting ready to not have to record it every week. Yeah. So. Uh, real quick, uh, just so I don't have to editing room, Jeff. Bruce Dern is in Family Plot. He is not okay. in Frenzy, which is next week. So. Um, yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at Podcast by Jeff. You can check out my other shows, uh, Budget Arcade. Elliot's been on there recently. Um, yeah, like last once a month, the last couple of months. I yeah. Think. Um, and also the Movie Draft House. Uh, so Budget Arcade is free to play gaming. We covered that. And then the Movie Draft House is more movie reviews. Um, and boy, we've not had one this bad. Um, ooh, I don't know. Uncut Gems. Hey, Mark. Uh, yeah. anyway, so, uh, just check us out on those. Uh, next week is frenzy. Eric's going to be back. And, um, yeah, uh, I'm glad mm. this one's done. Cause I, and I had a bad feeling about it, Elliot, as I looked oh, at I know you did. the cast, I was like, I just don't know about this one <laughs> because I don't know. Why is no one in this at this point in his career? Also like the last couple ones, not to like be that guy, but like I had not heard of until like listening to you talk about them. So I'm like, Oh, like Alfred Hitchcock movies that I haven't heard of, this cannot necessarily be a good thing. And ha, ha, the last movie had Julie Andrews, Mary Poppins herself, and Paul Newman. How did That's this movie crazy. not have anybody? Well, I'll tell you what. Ha- I think I know what happened. I okay. think he really burned a lot of bridges. It really sounds he like he burned did. a lot of bridges. Like I he went through composers stuff, after composer. So. Which is crazy because the guy who did North by Northwest and Psycho is a genius. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I think it's I, him. I think he's kind of a, a oh, cancerous yeah. I think at this point, like, director. And that might be where things start going wrong as he hits that point where no one can tell him no. Yeah. And so like the story of Psycho is, is that the, the studio is like, no, we don't want you to make Psycho. We want you to make another North by Northwest because it was huge hit. And he's like, no, I want to make Psycho. And so they say, well, your budget's going to be very small. And he says, that's fine. I'll make it work. And and then it's a huge hit, right? Right. And then he makes The Birds, and it's a huge hit. So now he's got carte blanche, yeah. you know? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Marnie was a hit. Yeah, so despite it being not so much, uh, interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> regardless. And so he, right. I think now he's at a point where he can do whatever he wants. He really and he can boss people around. He buys his own. He drinks his own Kool Aid. When you compared him to Christopher Nolan, I think you really hit it on the head because Christopher Nolan movies, the last couple have gotten progressively a little crazier and a little crazier. Where you're like, no one's telling this guy like no, right? No one's being like, hey man, this is like no one understands this. Like you don't even understand this. So maybe there is something to that. Yeah, I think he's drinking his own Kool Aid at this point, and that's not good. Um, Especially, like I said, the 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 success of Psycho, 
I would put firmly on a lot of other people's shoulders before I would put it on Hitch's. Um, And that's not to say he's not competent, but boy, this is bad. So Mm -hmm. we're, I, 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 we're out of here. I'll see you next week for frenzy. We've got two weeks left and, um, I'll see you then.